Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Julia Renee. And Kendall Aliyah. And today, we're talking about gym girl chats. <laughs> it's gym girl chitty chats. We're These are my favorite to film They're so my favorite, far. too. And we're getting, like, the most amount of comments I've ever seen, which, like, in my eyes, I care way more about, like, comments than I do likes or views. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, we're actually engaging and talking yes. about peop- things that, like, other people care about, and it's yeah. just cool to see. Oh, yeah. I love them. I love reading them. You guys know, I mean... I, I, we always try our best to answer as much as we possibly can. I've gotten so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like actually making a point to like have dedicated times yeah. a day to like read my DMs and answer yes. them and all that. Cause I used to just like ignore yeah. all of it. Mine is like every time you do cardio, you answer all your mm-hmm. DMs. So like I have like a, a place in which I do it and I try not to do it like in between those times because then I'm distracted and I get like excited talking to you guys and I'm like, wait, I have to actually do some work. Yeah. But um, I wanted to talk about First and foremost, something that I haven't told you yet that I've been working okay. on behind the scenes. And I could tell you guys, by the time this comes out, because we're a little bit early on recording because we got ahead of schedule, you would already have known. But th- when we're recording this, this is the day. Is this new to me? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't think I've told you anything. <laughs> I don't anything. know why I'm nervous. I haven't because all of it happened within a week. Uh-huh. I, like since I saw you last, well, none of this happened. But also last week. When I saw you, you said, oh, I'll tell you after the pod for something, and you didn't. That's what it was. <laughs> okay, that's, okay. that's the thing that it was. So I'm ready. I am a new athlete of Buff Chick. Oh, sick. Yeah. It's so, it literally happened all so fast. And we love them. <laughs> we love them. So if you guys, um, I think we did an episode talking about it, right? Well, we had Meg on. Yeah, duh. <laughs> okay, you're right. We had an episode where we interviewed Meg Squats, and Meg Squats and her husband both own the supplement company Buff Chick. So mm-hmm. they invited both Kendall and I out to one of their, I think it was like their three-year anniversary event, like in Fort Worth. Yeah. And we're, we're not even athletes with them, like whatsoever, and yeah. they invited us out. And they were so nice. It was nice. amazing. It was like so many different women from all walks of life, different kinds of athletes. There's bodybuilders. There's like three-time like Olympic weightlifters, Mm -hmm. like all different types. They were all so nice. And it's always kind of scary what Kendall and I talked about this, like going into a room of women and being like, I don't know if anyone's going to like me. Like you just get really scared. (laughs) That had been... You could cut that out, but I just burped. But that had been bubbling for quite some time. Ew, that was a gross word. Bubbling. <laughs> it had been bubbling. My mom gets so mad because I burp all the time on my YouTube channel because, mm-hmm. like, that's just who I am as a person. But what was I talking about? You were talking about? Buff chick. Yeah, meeting the girls. Yes, they were all so incredible. And you guys know I've been with First Form for, uh, like, since I started my fitness journey. I feel like it's been, like, three or four years at this point. I've Mm -hmm. lost track. And I absolutely love First Form. The reason that I signed up with them in the first place is because their values very much aligned with mine. Yeah. So it it was a really difficult decision to make the transition. But ultimately, I... One of my goals with First Form was to become an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. They only have a select number of elite athletes, and it's very rare that someone gets chosen to be a new one. The rest of the people are all legionnaires, which is like a level, like... A, like it's like a tier system. Like a tier system. A lot system. of brands do that. Yeah, so 
I had been at that level for three years and, you know, I was getting a little frustrated. Like I really wanted to be like an elite athlete. I felt like I put in so much time, so much energy. I know the product and I, I still hundred percent support the product and the brand and love them. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was more of like, it was a difficult decision to make. So I got an offer from buff chick. Like I want to say, a little bit after, like the very end of January, I got mm-hmm. I got an email Which from pretty recently from Buff Chick, and so I had to talk to First Form and stuff. There was a whole, there's all these, there was a lot of like back and forth. I'll tell you more about that stuff okay. <laughs> when we're when we're off. But for those who don't know, though, like if you've never had a sponsorship or don't know how they work, you typically sign a contract yes. for like a prolonged period of time. So switching is not an easy process, or like leaving a company is also not an easy yes. process, and you like typically have to talk to them. About about like why you're leaving or how you're leaving or yes. when and all these things and it makes it very business transactional which can be for me anxiety inducing something yes so it, it was very challenging to to do that because I have there's been multiple times in, in me working with first form that I've you know what more can I do you yeah. know like what else can I do to become an elite athlete we've had conversation like there were has been times where I've almost left and they're like no like stay a little bit longer um and nothing to do with like them as people nothing Mm -hmm. to do with the product I'll still use their products I'll still support them um but I just something was pulling me when I got the email from buff chick I was like oh man I was like this is hard because it's it's like do you stay with the person that you have been with for three years (laughs) I was I was thinking of it like a relationship Mm -hmm. or do you go with this like new guy that's like has all of the things that you know it's like like what you were saying before though like it instantly felt like a family and they're just very like open people and like I'm not an athlete and they still like they sent me stuff and they still reach out and they support me and like it's just cool to have and I feel like different brands offer different things and that's kind of what you that's were what looking I want for. yeah you wanted that community yes. feel. yeah because community is something that is like really big and important to me like mm-hmm. I want to feel that we are and that's why we've created a community with this podcast and I've created a community in like my know your power program and our sisterhood and stuff because that is really important to me to have women especially in this industry like support each other and together mm-hmm. so when we went to that I was like oh I was like I need to be a part of this mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how, but I like need to be a part of this. So basically I signed my contract with them a couple of days ago and already they're flying me out to the Arnold. I'm going to be at their booth for the Arnold. So exciting. We got a, a photo shoot and today at 12, they're announcing that I'm an athlete on their page. How exciting. So it's just, it was the right decision. I was calling my dad because I, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I don't like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what my decision to make. And he was just like. See, if you asked me, I would have been like, this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, okay, we'll go with your, like what your gut is telling you. And my yeah. whole, and my gut was, was buff chick, mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. So that's, that's the thing. Congrats. That was the thing. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't tell me also. Well, this all literally happened in a week. No, yeah. But it, when I get anything, I'm like, I need to tell Julia. Yeah, <laughs> Mostly for business advice. I would have called you like you're my dad mm-hmm. and been like, what should I do? <laughs> I was very like, but but it was so easy. When you listen to your gut, the, the decision's very easy. Yeah. When you listen to like your head and you be super logical about things, that could be good too. But also... At the end of the day, it didn't matter like what first form was going to pay me, what yeah. they were going to do. Yeah. 
I just, my heart was with Buff Chicks. That's like every, I think in the beginning when you're first offered like different sponsorships or brand deals, you want to say yes to mm-hmm. everything because you're like, ooh, money yeah. or like, ooh, followers, like whatever. And then over time, like the sponsors I've had in the last like year are because I truly loved them and mm. they all offered me less money <laughs> yeah. than these other companies. But I knew, like, I had a gut feeling, kind of what you're feeling yeah. of, like, I need to go with this one that my, like, morals align with a little yeah. more and, like, my image aligns with a little more. Oh, yeah. And I'm just really pumped to see everything that happens with that company because I support it so much yeah. and, su- and love the owners and what they Their stand for. Their photo shoots for. are always sick. They're did, adorable. Did you see the recent one Meg did in like the fabric? Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Like so cool. I'm <laughs> pumped to see like what our photo shoot's going to be like um, at the Arnold. So that's so exciting. Yeah. That's me. That's <laughs> me. But um, so on um, our YouTube, if you guys don't watch on YouTube, if you want to see us in real life, we have <laughs> our YouTube <laughs> down below linked and we have the podcast. It of shocks us doing me it that too. people don't watch the YouTube. Yeah. Like I only see the analytics on the YouTube side because I'm logged into that. Yeah. I don't know what our views are like on Spotify, but yeah. you say they're high. Yeah. And I'm like in my head. Like YouTube's the only option. <laughs> yeah. But both of them have almost like an equal amount of views, which yeah. is pretty impressive because we, have, <laughs> we only have 7,000 followers on our, on our YouTube channel. Yeah. And like what we do this because like we genuinely just love doing it. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because I looked at them the other day and I was like, there's a lot of people that are watching this for how many followers <laughs> we have. Like, uh, so I'm just, I'm loving that you, we love you, that guys. you guys do that. Like, thank you. But there was a comment by Bill underscore nihilist <laughs> on, on YouTube. And he says, um, I, he or she, I'm not sure. Um, or they, I'm not sure uh-huh. because I can't tell by the um, photo, but it says, I love how in the most recent podcast I watched, they said that their followers are either a Julia, <coughs> sorry, just joked on my spit. They're either a Julia or a Kendall. I'm definitely a Julia, LOL. I'm watching her describe what she gets at the nail salon only to look down and see that we have the same nails. Laugh my ass off. I have something else to add. Hold on. I don't want to like play the video out loud. Um, This comment said, and it's by Coach Ashley Jean, and it's like the top comment. This got a lot of likes, which means a lot of people agree. When you're sometimes an outgoing crackhead and sometimes anxious and shy, so you identify with both Julia and Kendall. <laughs> you're a Coolia. <laughs> you're a Coolia. Is that our ship name? That's so funny. A Gendel. A g- that sounds gross. But I thought that was so funny. I saw that one. But yeah, I think it's funny. Like some people are like, oh, I do identify with this or I do identify with I that. And it's that. like, I identify with that again, literally as I was editing that podcast, I, like I just finished and then I went to the gym and this girl came up to me and I have my headphones in and I take them out and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. And it's just like, they're always so gentle with yeah. me. And I think it's so cute. Yeah. It's and so I'm like, funny. No, like, please bother me, please. I know I have RBF. I yeah. look annoyed. I promise I am nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my face. It's just my Especially face. Especially at the gym. I got, oh, this is a good one to talk about. I got really bad social anxiety in the gym yesterday, Mm -hmm. like gym anxiety, I guess. 
I really wanted to take a video. And like, usually I don't care at all. I'll whip out my Sometimes camera. Sometimes I'm like that too. Like randomly, it's mm -hmm. like all of a sudden I'm back to like when I first started filming and, yeah. I, and I'm so embarrassed. That's how I got. And I think it's because I knew a lot of people at the gym yesterday. Like the whole Iron Will team that like I used to see all the time was mm -hmm. there. And like uh, two other videographers were there. Savannah was there. Like just what so gym? many people I knew. Uh, House of Gains. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Um, and so typically when it's strangers, I think I don't care because I'm like, these people don't know me. I don't know them. They're never going to see me again. It's fine. But I think I got so in my head and then I really wanted a video. So every set, every exercise, no matter where I was in the gym, I was like, I really want to film, but I'm really nervous right now. And mm -hmm. I didn't end up doing it. And I'm mad that that like won over what I actually wanted to do. But just a reminder, everyone gets gym anxiety. I was freaking out yeah. yesterday. I still get gym anxiety when I go to new gyms. Mm -hmm. Like it's especially when I go to a new gym that I don't know where the things are at. Like you don't know who you're going to see. Yeah. It's like that comfortability with the gym that you normally go to. That you're like, okay, if I walk in, I just go straight to this one and I, like, you know where it is versus like you're kind of wandering around and like, anybody know where the leg extension is? I would say is? like my <laughs> biggest tip for that, and this works really well at the gym I've been going to, is the cardio is upstairs. I love that. So I get to do cardio and kind of map out where I can go and where people are. And I literally did that yesterday. Halfway through my workout, I was like, I'm just going to go upstairs because I feel super overwhelmed right now. I don't know what to do. I don't know like how I want to do certain things, whatever. Um, and I just went up and I was like I'm just gonna walk for five minutes between these two exercises and then I'll go back down and that's what I did and it does help so even if your gym doesn't have like its own floor for cardio just like getting out of like the middle of the gym yeah kind of helps you like recollect your thoughts go out but to the side and like pretend to stretch yeah I've done that too <laughs> for, like sure. <laughs> for sure or I look like I'm looking for someone it's like I'm not yeah <laughs> but I'm just like looking around like oh where are they yeah, yeah, it's like really I'm looking where for my, is my dignity where is my <laughs> non-anxious body at but yeah yesterday was rough and yeah. I haven't had that hit me in a minute and I was just like I want to go home yeah I think I feel like now I know why this this is the case because I pretty sure I started my period yesterday like I'm not sure I'm getting ready to mine's starting soon and oh, we're God. usually on par we're disgusted <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny though um but I went to the gym yesterday and I was uh brain fart so I was training shoulders the day before and I was pretty weak and I was like why am I so weak? And I was like, I could be starting my period. And I was like, I don't really know. Like I looked at the, my wrist that doesn't have the watch, <laughs> No watch. <laughs> but, um, and then, to, and then the next day I went to the gym to train legs and I was a little bit more self-conscious about how I looked, how my body was looking. Like if yeah. I was bloaty, if people were judging me for taking photos, cause I took this sick ass photo. I, w I stood on top of a machine <laughs> Love that for but you. But it was, and I was balancing on one foot, trying okay. to flex my quads, but it's also only, I only had half of a mirror to do it in. When I post uh -huh. a photo, you'll know what I'll I'm talking it. about. <laughs> and I was like, this is sick. The lighting's, I was like, I have to get this. And then, and then suddenly you think like everyone's staring at you. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're just on your period and you're like way more emotional and like everything's just yeah. triggering. <laughs> and I was like, there was this guy that was there and he was a really big guy, very strong. And he had like a, a red t-shirt on and I don't know why but in my head I was like he hates me 
He, he just hates me. I do this he, all the time. He, he saw me take a photo. He hates me. And yeah. then and then when I went to the, because I always do like a post, because if you didn't take a picture, you weren't even there, right? Like if you didn't take a picture of you Doesn't at the gym, even count. you need to tell everybody about how awesome you are that you mm-hmm. went to the gym. Of course. But um, I took another photo on my phone because I take those also because I upload them to a folder that, that Chloe has and she yeah. can use them for a bunch of our stuff. So... I took another one there, and I could have sworn, I, I it might have been it might have been period brain that he walked by, rolled his eyes at me because I, because both times he saw it's me, like in reality he doesn't care at all. Yeah, because the first time I saw him, I was filming, I was recording my workout because this is what I do. Yeah. The second time he saw me, I was taking a photo. The third time he saw me, I was taking a photo on my phone. And I was like, <laughs> I could have sworn he did it, but I honestly, he probably didn't. It was just my own. That like, was. Where I was at yesterday, too, because there were, okay, the, like, few people I knew there had photographers or videographers with them. So, in my brain, I was like, they're going to think I'm so janky Mm -hmm. for doing this myself and that I'm not as cool as them. That's so crazy. (laughs) Like, it's just weird that we create these scenarios. And it's like, in reality, they're doing their workout. Like, they are not paying attention to me. They're on the opposite side of the gym. And you know what? They could also be thinking, oh my God, this is embarrassing. I'm having someone record. You know what I mean? Like we're all just anxious. We're all just, yeah, anxious. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough yesterday. I love it. Also, I was thinking, what would be... Like the archetype of a Julia or a Kendall. Like what are the what are the things like if you do this, you might be a Julia. Or if you do this, you might be a Kendall. If you leave any function early, as early as possible, actually you're both of us. You're both of us. So that's that's when you're a you're a <laughs> when you're a what was the word? Gendle or a, yeah, let's call it a gendle. Because it sounds kinda weird. <laughs> or a coolia. Yeah, that's one thing that we have in common. Um me. Oh. What would be an archetype of a Julia? You um, get really, really anxious if your schedule doesn't go exactly how you planned <laughs> That's it. That's a good one. And you think that the world is falling and apart. And if you don't make a schedule or have one at all, you're me. <laughs> you're me. If you go to the Sephora to just feel something. If Sephora <laughs> gives you panic attacks because you're overwhelmed. You're me. <laughs> That's so funny because Kendall texted me and Erica like when we went out for Kendall's birthday yeah. and she was like, I was just at Sephora. It was the worst thing ever. And I was like, what do you mean? I was oh like, that God. is like my... That's like my motherland. I have like two <laughs> newer anxiety responses. One, I black out. My vision goes. <laughs> just blurry eyes. Ikea did this to me the other day yeah. and Sephora did it to me the other week when I told you about it. But when I'm in a, an area and it's kind of like being in a new gym where you don't know where anything is because I'm usually an old Okay, girl. well, Ikea, they get, literally give you a path to walk. It's still so much stuff and so overwhelming and so many people and people walking in different directions and people talking and... And like when I'm like that, my vision, literally I black out and I was with my mom at Ikea the other week and we were walking and I, and I kept saying it. I was like, I'm, I think I'm literally blacking out right now. And she kept like giggling at me and I'm like, I'm not joking. Like I'm so overwhelmed and I want to go Your mom's like, home. shut up child. You're fine. <laughs> and then we find this thing in like, Ikea has like a little clearance section by the checkout. So we go through the whole thing and I'm like, I'm obsessed with this. It's like a green dresser and I ended mm-hmm. up buying it, but it's made out of like, metal like a thin metal material so like really loud and i i 
I go to pick this thing up and this is like the epitome of my worst fear because I'm already, again, we're almost to the checkout line. We're almost done. We're almost leaving. And I've been anxious the entire time in here. And I was like, okay, I do want to buy this. And it's big. It's like a good six foot, probably like four or five foot dresser. And I go to pick it up and I pick it up sideways because that's the easier way for me to hold it Mm -hmm. because there's like no carts around. I was like, that's fine. I can carry it. This is why I lift. And I go to pick it up and all of the metal crashes down. What? And it's just clinging because all the shelves in it don't like stay in it if oh, it's tilted. Just... So now it's again metal material, thin metal, that like banging sound. Everyone turns to look at me. I look at my mom. She walks away from me. Your mom. And I literally was like, are you kidding me right now? And she's, <laughs> she's like, like, I'm going to get a car. I was like, I need you to come here. Like, if you don't come here, I will start crying. And oh everyone's my. still looking at me. I can imagine this happening because <laughs> I know your mom. And she, <laughs> she's, she doesn't know what anxiety is. She has never had anxiety. Her mom is hilarious. But man. yeah, so she starts walking away from me. And I'm like, you have to come back. You're like, come back or I'm going to cry. But that was an epitome. I'm the second scream. thing I do... Besides blacking out. And that gets pretty bad. Like on flights, like I'll actually like pass out. Yeah. That's like my anxiety response. The second thing is I like shake like viscerally and not like, oh, my hands are a little shaky. You're like shaky. a chihuahua. I will like, yeah, like oh. full body shakes. You chihuahua it. So. <laughs> Me on a plane, I just have to get up every five minutes to go pee. I'm like. That's a good one. If you have to pee every five minutes, you have to pee every five minutes, If you don't drink water, you're yeah. a candle. <laughs> when you gave me my Christmas gift. It was all very like clean girl aesthetic thing. She got me like face masks. She got me like the headband, the wrist things, um, like nice new socks. And I brought them to my boyfriend and I said, Julia is what we would consider, and he doesn't know the terms, a clean girl. <laughs> I had to explain to Zach because there's something that we're potentially wanting to work on. And yeah. I had the idea of creating like different aesthetics behind it. And yeah. I had to explain to him the different. what they were, yeah. because you guys have to remember Zach is 37 and I'm 26. So like get with the times. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I said to him, I said, Julia is what is like the epitome of a clean girl. And I'm whatever is the exact opposite of that. Squirrel girl. Like I am a dirty sloth girl. Being. Sloth girl. <laughs> sloth girl. And I was like, but I'm working on it. I have like some moments, like my outfit today. And like I showered this morning and I'm feeling like a I clean showered. girl. Yep. Most days Check. I am gross. <laughs> <laughs> so we have sloth girl and then we have clean girl. That's sloth that's girl the d- difference I haven't too. heard sloth girl. Is sloth that real? Yeah. I heard that oh. from Anna. She also loves sloths. So I mean, <laughs> that, it could, that could be why. But um, we actually did get some questions emailed in from, so we kind of rapid fire these because we got some, we got some other topics we gotta talk about. We gotta oh talk, yeah, really true. Some wellness. We news. got some good ones. We're some wellness into news. Um, but I thought they were really good questions. So I thought like that our listeners would love them. So the first one is says, "How do you overcome post gym blues?" Is this meaning like you just left the gym and now yes. you're sad? So I've never experienced this before. So when I was emailing her back, I was trying to answer it. And I was like, I'm, I've never actually experienced this before. Yeah. But what I'm assuming is I like, have. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's why. To I, a degree. That's why I wanted to like talk about it to you because I was like, Kendall might have and yeah. she could probably like better speak to it. So I'm guessing like you, you get on like a real high when you're at the gym and mm-hmm. then you're done and you're like, what is life? Well, I think to me, like anytime I was in a depressive episode in the past, like when I was having some like bad mental health days the gym was like the one thing I looked forward to in my day and Mm. that was like I know therapy is therapy and the gym is not therapy but it felt like a form of therapy and it's what I looked forward to and what I wanted to do that day so by the time it was over it was kind of like a 
now what yeah. type of I've done feeling. like the thing that like yeah. is keeping me sane for the day. Now what do I do? Yeah. Uh, I don't really have great ways to combat it. What did you say? Mine was like, honestly, I can't remember what I said. I feel like my biggest thing is just like setting up other things in your day. Like I know we yeah. kid all the time about like, that's our one outing of the day. Mm. But like I notice on slow days and that actually is the one time I'm leaving the house. Yeah. I'll try to plan for later in the day, like going to a coffee shop or yeah. going somewhere else so that it's not the only time I'm leaving yes. the house. Cause I know a lot of people work from home this day and age. So like you're either at home or at the gym and then mm. that's tying so much worth to like leaving and going to the gym. True. You got to tie it to other things too. So it's not like all you're riding yeah. on, if that makes sense. If I had more information too, I, I think I'd be better able to speak to this, but yeah. also going back to the aspect of the gym being like your only place that you feel good. Like, mm -hmm. I love that you can use the gym as that energy release because we've all cried at the gym before. Like, let's For be sure. real. I've cried at the gym squatting so many times. I'm like, I can't see, but it's okay. Um, but I also like to consider what is actually going on like digging a little bit deeper, like, yeah. why is this happening? Why do I feel such a high when I'm at the gym? And then when I get home, I feel so low. Like there has, there could be something that's going on in your personal life For sure. that you're resisting. And one thing that Zach and I have um, been talking about to our girls in the know your power program is what you resist will persist. Mm -hmm. So we always walk around in life. Like a lot of us have done that where we just black everything out. We're like, no, like pretend it's not there. Yeah. What you resist will persist. So it'll keep pushing you to address it and shine yeah. a light on it. So that's something that I would look into just in case, but it can also be just that, that spike of endorphins. That's really high. Mm -hmm. Like maybe even you're taking a little bit too much caffeine to where you like go a real, that's very true. you go really high and then you crash. For me, I get a lot of energy after my workout. <laughs> and then like, uh, like last night, Zach and I were like working till 8 PM. Cause we're doing so much work right now that we love. And we have our calls yeah. Mondays and Tuesdays, um, our hour long mindset calls with our um, clients. So like I get home from the gym, eat a meal, and then I go talk to them. And like, I'm even more high because they also like lift me up. So mm -hmm. also finding other things that can help you have that same feeling. That's not just the gym. Exactly. Like figure out what else can like light you up. When I do think about the times I had like post gym blues, if you want to call it that it was because was my like mental health thing. was bad. Yeah. yeah. But like now when I have other things I can focus on and other things I look forward to every day, you don't really experience that quite as much. So I agree. Yeah. But just find the root of the problem always. Yes. Do a little journaling prompt. <laughs> the second question, is it more effective in the gym to push until failure and compromise the form of your exercises? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I so didn't know what you were going to say, but I was like, uh-uh. We, we, we both have done that, though. Oh, for you sure. Know? And, and I still do sometimes. Yeah, I still do sometimes. Sometimes the ego takes sometimes over. Sometimes we want an ego lift. <laughs> or sometimes you do want to like one rep max. It's just, yeah, just those see. should not be often. That shouldn't be what you do every workout. Yeah. And the way I explain it to clients is like the last few reps should always be really challenging, yeah. but not impossible. You shouldn't yeah. get, if you are at a point where your form is breaking, you either need to go down and wait 
or just end the set a little bit sooner. Because yeah. if you're getting to that point, that weight is not the weight you should be at quite yet. Yeah, like if you're going through your reps and it's just like you have, say you have 10 reps and you're just like repping them out, yeah. like that's not actually Too challenging. <laughs> but if you get to rep like seven and then you start to feel the burn and you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, and then you get to rep eight and you don't move the weight up as, as fast or as smooth, yeah. that's good. Like that's kind of where it should feel. And then nine, it's like you can get it up, but it's like the, yeah, you know what I mean? Like if that can give you guys an idea, but always form first especially from people that have done terrible form (laughs) and then (laughs) and then you know realize that you can get so much done Mm -hmm. with lighter weight and time under tension and there's a way to progressive overload without doing it so much to where you can't um, do it on anything else I feel like it's kind of a trend right now where I'm seeing this like common video where it's like where people think the muscle is grown and they're doing like a normal set and then they're like where the mu- muscle is actually being grown and it's like their last rep where they're like their form is bad and they're leaning and they're swinging and they're you haven't seen these I've seen a bunch of them and I always go to the comments because I want to see if anyone's calling it I out I always go to the comments and they always agree with me which makes me feel better but it's like no, your muscles being grown and being pushed the whole set. Yeah. You don't just need to get to failure and compromise your form to get gains. Yeah, that's that's very true. It's different if like their form was good mm-hmm. and they were like doing those last reps and they were For still sure. good because it's the struggle, it's yeah. the muscle tearing, but like the ones, yeah. you know what I when mean? When you're compromising your form, it's you're just risking yourself for injury. I feel like that's not yeah. worth it ever. Yeah, <laughs> then you're going to be out of the gym. Also too, since... Um, you guys have already heard the episode of me interviewing my coach. So I got to meet him in person for the first time. And I learned so much from our workout together. Go check on my YouTube. It should already be up. But if you want to target your upper glutes, because that's my, that's like my one spot right now that needs the most work. Mm -hmm. I have a ton of the lower. I still need the upper. And it's mainly because I just have struggled to target it correctly. And he literally adjusted all of my main workouts to target more upper glute. So basically he showed me how to make my hip thrust target the upper glute. And then also obviously I can do it the traditional way and yeah. target the whole glute. So go watch that video. Cause it's amazing. But I have been doing some of those things the past couple of days and it's just crazy. Like I've been decreasing the weight so that I can get the form down. Right. Because that was one of his biggest thing. He's like, don't go super heavy at first, get it down. And it was small movements, like turn your feet this way, um, turn your hips this way. And so go watch that because you will learn so much in all of those workouts I was like, oh my God, I feel it exactly where I'm supposed to feel it's it. It's crazy what changing your form can do with mm-hmm. an exercise. Especially like with different body types too. Mm-hmm. Because he would see me like get on a certain exercise and be like, well, you're a lot shorter. So let's, let's move your feet a different yeah. way. And he actually, one of the biggest things that I'll share with you, because I'm not going to tell you all of the things because you need to go watch the YouTube video <laughs> because he explains it better. But we'll be watching. One of the ones was that, I was showing him, I I would show him what I do, how I'm doing it, and then he would adjust it. So Mm -hmm. we started with hip thrusts, and I told him, like, I usually do it on the booty builder. And he's like, I honestly, the booty builder's great. He's like, but I want you to do it on a barbell or a Smith machine, which I hate doing because Mm -hmm. I hate the setup. He's like, okay, if you hate the setup, he's like, let's do a Smith machine. I could do Smith machine. It's so much easier. Mm -hmm. And he said, the reason why is that the booty builder, he's like, 
put your feet on the higher higher platform, feel where you feel it. I put my foot feet up higher and it, I think it was more hamstring. I could be getting it wrong. I put it mid, it was like mid. I put it lower and it was in a different place. And he goes, see, but you only have this amount of space to work with. Yeah. You only have this platform. And he's like, you're also a little bit shorter versus if you go on a Smith machine or a traditional barbell hip thrust, you can move your feet in different places to yeah. see where it needs to be instead of being, you can only do it in here. And I was like, oh my God, you're so right. So we went to move to the Smith machine and I was able to move my feet. And what worked for me was I had my feet parallel, mm -hmm. but I was, you know, 90 degree angle for my feet, but I turned my toes out because mm -hmm. normally what I would have done, you know, with me and you was I did him too wide. Yeah. Still toes out, but also feet out. Yes. Yeah. So I almost did like a version of the way you taught me, which was like center, but in How order to <laughs> like, in order to target my upper glute only, um, not only, but like mainly Primarily, I yeah. did my feet out. So it was almost like a modified froggy. Mm -hmm. Cause when you do a froggy pose, you're like, your, your heels are touching, but I wasn't, Oh my God, it fired my upper glutes like crazy. <laughs> now I want to go try it. Yeah. It was nuts. <clears throat> the gym I've been going to weirdly has four different hip thrust. That's machines. amazing. And I was like, what is the point of all of these? And I always saw certain people that I know, and they have great glutes doing two of the machines. And I usually do one of the other ones. So yesterday or two days ago, I was training glutes and I went on every every single one with the yeah. same weight. The gym was pretty empty. Thankfully, I know like typically you can't just like hop around all the machines, yeah. but I was like, I want to try all these and see where I feel them. And the two that I see a lot of people using, I felt straight up in my hamstrings, no mm -hmm. glutes at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm just not built like them. And mm -hmm. then looking at it, they were much shorter than me woman. And I'm like, okay, that's probably why, like, I'm sure the angle is different for different people. And I need to keep the opposite thing in mind. And I need to like move seats sometimes from like the person before me because Mine's I have like longer, all the way up because <laughs> I have like longer like hip to knee is pretty long on me so everyone is different that is really important though is like yeah. finding what works for you and your body and we're doing an episode or it would have came out by now on shoulders and what trains them the most effectively I feel yeah. like we should do one yeah. specifically on like our glute tips because yeah. we asked you we we asked you guys in a couple episodes ago if you wanted us to like deep dive each muscle group and like mm -hmm. things that worked for us tips that helped us like do's and don'ts um even like um workouts that we enjoy where we really feel it and yeah. we're going to deep dive like every muscle group so just stay tuned because we're Glutes doing we're gonna do all of those but the okay. next question is how do you maintain your motivation to pursue your goals when your significant other like my husband doesn't share the same level of excitement or enthusiasm about my achievements this one is like twofold yeah so what i was thinking was okay does he just not understand because mm -hmm. it, there's a difference between like, he doesn't support anything that you do. And he's like negative, you know, cause I've had one of I've those. Had one of I've those. Had, we've had one of those <laughs> or does he just not get it? Because yeah. there'll be sometimes where I'll come home and I'll like say something super niche to Zach that he doesn't understand. That's a part of my world. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, guess what? I, I got this, you know, maybe it's like a workout that I did mm -hmm. or like a, um, something super specific. Um, like I got this sick ass photo, had the perfect little lighting and the yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you not as excited? And he's like, and then he goes, cool. <laughs> because, because they don't 
get it and they don't get certain yeah. things like i'll say social media achievements to my significant yes. other all the time and, and like, he doesn't he doesn't post on instagram he doesn't get yes. it he doesn't have anything to reference what that is yes. so yeah it's one of those things that like sometimes just explaining your goals or why you have them to someone mm. can make that image like more I guess like real in their head too, because when we see our goals, we see it as like, this is how it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. This is my dream life. This is why I wanna get those things. But if you just tell someone what your goal is, I don't think they usually realize like the impact that has on you. True. So sometimes you just need to explain it to people. And like, yeah. I'm not gonna show a photo to my boyfriend because he's not gonna get the same level of hype of if I sent it to like mm -hmm. Julia and Erica or to my mom, they would like hype me up more because yeah. they get it and they are in the same world. Yeah, you know? so I think in that sense, it would be good to like, if, if that's the case, if they just maybe don't understand why these are things that excite you. Because mm -hmm. I remember feeling that when I was with a partner when I first got into the fitness industry and he wasn't at all. Mm -hmm. So I would go to the gym and I'd like hit a PR or like I had the courage to film myself or something. I come home and like try to talk to him about it and he just didn't understand. Yeah. So he would be like, okay, like, like that's cool. And I would be like, you don't get it. <laughs> Like sometimes you, you don't get it. Sometimes including them in your goal helps too. Yeah. Like my boyfriend isn't necessarily um like I don't think if I wasn't in his life he would really like care about bodybuilding. Yes. Like he would go to the gym sometimes. He used to work at a gym, so like he knows what he's doing, but like it's not what he looks forward to every day. Yeah, it doesn't like excite him. Yeah. So sometimes I have to include him and be like, Hey, let's work out together today or like, Hey, like I'm making you come to the gym with me today mm -hmm. and we're gonna do this today. Um that way they at least like see you and you working towards your goal and mm -hmm. then like trying to include them, I feel like can sometimes feel good. And on the opposite mm -hmm. side, like if he's passionate about something and I don't get it if yeah. he invited me along yeah. to like kind of show me I would start to understand it or at least understand why he's passionate about it yeah I, there's definitely moments like in your relationship with your other partner is talking about something that doesn't really interest you yeah. but you're still like uh-huh like there's <laughs> dude Zach I watch talk WWE about something. sometimes now yeah and that is something I would have never you're just like sure <laughs> yeah you know and um Sometimes it's just, you know, the compromise of the relationship. But then I'd also want to think about the other devil's advocate is that are you looking for this person to give you the motivation, the, the like enthusiasm? Mm -hmm. Like, do you need that? from somebody else or can you cultivate that within yourself that's such a good viewpoint because that's really how it is you shouldn't rely on anyone else for your motivation like your mm -hmm. discipline should be your motivation yeah. you know it's always like definitely nice like i'm not sure you know how supportive this person is of the of the journey but i i'm definitely empathetic with the i know that i've been with a person that wasn't really supportive yeah and it does like bring you down and ultimately it was what made us like pull apart. There was a, there's a number of different reasons, yeah. but, um, and then also it's just like, okay, well, can you try and cultivate that within yourself? Because maybe your partner just doesn't understand like why it's so cool to you yeah. that, that you did five more pounds on a you squat. You should never you know I mean? let it defer you from going after what your goal is though. Like even if they're anti your goal, that part of your life then should be kept separate and you don't have to tell them about yeah. it. And sometimes finding another community or friends or family that yeah. you can tell about this one part of your life because they will listen or they will get yeah. it. Like sometimes that's needed. Or Not saying it's healthy, but it's needed. Your goal, maybe <laughs> they should go away. They should go bye bye. You can't tell people to leave. You're right. I, have no, I want to tell nobody to leave nobody. I'm saying not. I'm just saying that if it's that bad, yeah. you know, I don't know how bad it is with this 
particular person we yeah. don't know but if it's that bad and the, like this the person starts making you feel bad about things that you love to do that, that excite never no, be no, the that's case. the red yeah. flag red flag yeah <laughs> um but yeah let's do the next couple ones okay should i ask yeah i want to do a well am i yeah that's the right one i want to do a wellness competition but i need to lose weight do i need to lift heavy and start building muscle or do i lose the weight and then try to build the muscle back this one depends on how much you fully need to depends lose. on the person. Yeah. yeah. I'm a huge fan of like in my past and competing, like when I was switching from bikini to wellness, I wanted to get lean first to see how much muscle mass I actually had. Cause you never know. Yeah. Cause then you can determine, okay, I need to grow this much here or that much here, or I need to lose more body fat here. And actually in that time where I did my initial cut, literally just doing that cut to be like, let's see if I can go wellness. I ended up having enough muscle mass. I surprised myself and I ended up stepping on stage. So I usually recommend cutting first, not to stage lean by any means, unless you feel like you're on the right path, then you can continue, but just enough where you can actually see how much of your legs is body fat versus muscle mass. Cause then you know, okay, I do need to gain more muscle. Let's switch gears and go into a slight build phase or, oh, I'm actually on the right track and I can actually cut into a show right now if I feel like I'm ready. Yeah. Because if you have a significant amount of weight to lose and body fat, we can always give you like general guidelines to where women's body fat lays, yeah. you know, for competition, but we, we don't know. Yeah. Like, we don't really know. Oh yeah. And I'm saying that just with my experience, like yeah. that doesn't mean that'll work for you. That's just the approach I used to take. Yeah. But like, just think especially because if you do have a significant amount of body fat to lose, then you're going to be on prep forever to get a, to be able to be stage lean. You know, usually like this is just a kind of example for me when I was won my first show, I was at 11% body fat. Mm -hmm. And when I won my, I, I can't remember. I, th- I think I was about that when I got my pro card as well. Yeah. But now, like, the professionals on stage, like, the, these IFBB pros, they're, like, nine, eight, mm-hmm. like, oh, God. Single digits. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. So, also, you can also get, like, a DEXA scan or something to see, like, where you're lying. That's true. What your muscle mass is. Yeah. Um, and see. But then also, like, you're right, because cutting down to see... It's almost like you're a statue and you're kind of chiseling away to see like how much muscle mass you have because our fat is kind of like, it's like a layer like Mm -hmm. that we have. And different people Over hold it, it so differently. Yes. Like I hold a lot in my glutes, thank the Lord. Yeah. But when I cut, my glutes start to shrink and I have to see how much of my glutes it's actually muscle. Okay, they're not enough. Let's go into a building phase and grow those back Very <laughs> the true. right way. Very true. It's also like we have, we have so many different avenues this can go into sometimes like if you're already a competitor and you've been like wanting to switch into wellness there's always the option of like okay well I'm just gonna go for it and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do wellness I'm gonna see what the judges say because it's always good to get some feedback yeah even if you you feel like you're not the same size as like the wellness pros you see you would be surprised how like different height classes rank different body types. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it never hurts to at least step on the stage and just see how you place. Yeah. It's always nice to get feedback from the judges that are judging you because then you're like, all (laughs) right, Instead of being subjective yourself for sure. Kind of knowing. Um, What I wanted to go into next was men's wellness 
<laughs> so I'm gonna put the photo on the YouTube. This has gone crazy viral in the last like two days. And the, by the time you're seeing this, we film ahead of schedule now by like a good bit. So it's probably been around for a little bit and you probably know more information than we actually do. Mm-hmm. But basically there's this viral photo of this um, man who had competed in the wellness category. Yeah, I think it was in Brazil. Okay, I was about to look it up. Yeah, so what they did is, um, I read about it yesterday. Like, I, I actually, like, because my by first seeing it, what you immediately think is that, oh, they're adding men's wellness to the IFBB Pro League or yeah. the NPC. But I saw a video breakdown of it, and basically this... Um, this man wanted to compete in the wellness category, I believe, in Brazil. So they made him his own category to so compete in. that's what I want to harp on because a lot of the videos I'm seeing are like almost false information saying this yeah. man competed in a wellness. Well, they're clickbaity. They, yeah, no, but like, they talk about it in a sense of like he competed against women. And it's like, no, he had no, his own category. He had his own category. Yeah. It's men's wellness. And I don't see a problem with that if it's its he own category. Fire. Yeah. He did I better posing he, than me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even yeah, going to lie. It did look His really good. was amazing. I think the only time where I would be like, what the heck, is if, if they were just letting men compete in a woman's class, yeah. period, because the muscle mass is going to be extremely different there. True. But that's not what this is. And yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of people are viewing it. It's like, whoa, how did he win? Or like, why did yeah. they let him compete amongst women? It's like, no, it's his own category. And I feel like that's in, important to harp on mm-hmm. because there's men's physique and women's physique. Yeah. No one's mad about that. Yeah, exactly. So why is this going so viral? You know, just because yeah. it's a different or new category. Yeah, and it was, it was. Um, I think people were starting like rumors and making like assumptions that yeah. it was going to be like a category yeah. in the NPC or the IFBB, which even like if it was its own category, like who cares? Yeah. I mean, as I, I feel like as long as like they don't compete against the women because it's just kind of not fair, you know, because they obviously have more muscle mass. It's yeah. like, um, but the, uh, the Tyler Mannion, who's one of the, people in the IFBB, the top dudes, he put out like a statement that's saying like, no, this category is not getting added to MPC IFBB because probably people were making up some stuff, but well, also if he was the only one competing, it's not like it's, it's even like huge category in Brazil yet. I think the promoter of the show made the category specifically for him because he wanted to compete in wellness. So he like made him a I category. Think that's sweet. I think it's so, I think it's cute. I read about it and I was like, that's so sweet. But it is just going crazy yeah. viral. I see it. All at the bodybuilding like YouTubers yeah. and anybody's like Because like, it's polarizing for sure. Yes. And, and it's like, very clickbaity. When you first see the photo, you're like, whoa, that's a man with the wellness shape. Yes. And he also looks really good. So because what was wild is that like he has the wellness shape, yeah. but he's not he's he's not wearing a top. Yeah. It's just his chest. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> like it's just polarizing. You, you're like, you look at it and you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, that's kind of cool. Like it's it's just interesting. Um, but going into that too, because the Arnold is coming up, and I looked at the there's eleven women total that are competing in the Arnold. So the honor, honor, the Arnold is invite only. Mm -hmm. And I looked at all the women and I made my best guess of what I thought the top five were going to be. So Fran is competing in the Arnold. Yeah. I didn't realize that, but yeah. And when I saw her on the poster, I was like, I mean, come on. I'm like, I I was going to say like, you're not giving anybody a chance, but the only reason I'm saying that is because would they ever 
let someone else win above her if she's Miss Olympia. You get what I'm saying? That is true. Like, I also they, feel like that's happened in bikini, though. I can't give a specific oh, I think like, right. example, but I'm pretty sure like because bikini often trades spots pretty regularly true. and you never are 100% sure what the top three, even but at the Olympia is never be. traded spots. That is true. And also I feel like, I feel like it is going to be a really good battle though. Cause I feel like Issa, who you put at second, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I only Fran. put her at second because of, um, what I just said, because yeah. I'm like, would they ever yeah. put Miss Wellness Olympia in a second spot at the Arnold? Because the Arnold is, I would say, the second most popular yeah. um, right behind the Olympia. Yeah, agree. So, I but I feel like they had a really good battle at the yes. Olympia. So I could see it going either way, depending point, on how they I feel came like in. it was a one point yeah, difference. It was something like that. <laughs> because Issa's that's just, gonna be fun she looks amazing she just i i've always loved her physique see i'm not gonna lie i didn't she's growing on you but she's <laughs> i love her but she's grown yeah she's definitely growing on only because i was a fran stan for mm-hmm. like that rhymed. see i think i found Issa from the og first. i found fran first <laughs> We just went with who we found yes, first. Yes, and I fell in love with her. She's about like the same size as me. Issa's very small too. Yeah. Um, I think Fran is 5'3", and I think Issa's 5'2". Yeah. Um, but I found her first, and then literally was like, where did she go? She disappeared, shows up, wins three Olympias. You Issa know? has won more than one Arnold? I think did she so. she won last year? I'm so, so sorry that I'm so not up to date year, with things. I believe Cassandra Gillis won the Arnold okay. the year before. Is I think Issa won. Issa won. Yeah. Don't quote us, guys, but um, we. I did. I I saw it and I have it visually, but I'm not sure what the dates are. But so we have Fran that's going to be competing it, which is three time, right? Three times. Has she done the Arnold since she won it? I like don't her think first she's one? done the Arnold. Yeah. This is the first time she's doing the Arnold. That'll be fun. I know it's going to be. It's going to be. I'm going to be there, and I'm just going to. I'm going to soak it all up and I'll do a bunch of, I'll do some BTS footage and I'll post it on the pod and I'll post it on my story too. But so my prediction is Fran's going to be first. Oh, like obviously I love her physique. She's very much the wellness standard. That's what the winner of the Olympia is supposed to be. I feel like they're going to put Issa second because, um, they have very similar physique, very similar physiques. Also, I feel like we have Bruna, I love Bruna's physique she's, too. She's a little bit. She's a little smaller a little than Issa. S- smaller, but, but they're built very similarly. Yes. Like as far as their like longer torso, 100%. really dominant quads, and like a little more petite on the upper body compared yeah. to Fran. With what they've been judging, I feel like she has the potential to be number three. Mm-hmm. Like for real, she's and also so sweet. I love I've her. never met her. <laughs> she's. So I've nice. never met her, but she, I love I love her physique. And you're right; she's built similarly to Issa. And then there was one name. Uh, there's a lot of them that I have no idea who they are. I only That's knew. So bad of us. I know. I only knew the I need top to three. Stay more on top of things. Yeah, I only knew the top three. I didn't know the other ones, but one of them is Lily. I know her. Yeah, she's another insane. very similar. Another physique. very petite, yeah. but like sm- very muscular. I feel like she's going to be number four. I'm like looking them all up on Instagram yeah. as we're talking about it just to make sure I'm correct. Yeah. And then Sandra, I feel like is going to be number five. This is just predictions coming from wow. who's that? Lily. Yeah. Like she's insane. <laughs> I'm looking at her quads. She, could, she could potentially um, be number three. Yeah. And she she's could, not from the U S correct. She's 22. So. Oh my God. What am oh I my doing? God. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> 
They all look amazing, but yeah, yeah that's, I feel like that's a good prediction. And I honestly feel like it just depends with what body type they go for. Cause I do feel like sometimes they lean a little more muscular and yes. then like someone like Sandra might rank a little bit higher and someone like Bruna a little lower because she's just like a little more petite up top. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so obviously subjective, but it depends with what yeah. look they're looking for this year. I feel. I know. And that's body. It'll building. be good though. That's bodybuilding. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So I'll keep you guys posted on what <laughs> happens. Do. But yeah, I, that's what I feel like is gonna be the top five. I mean, Fran, I support it. I'm a Fran Stan all the way, but also I love Issa. It would be cool to see I, Issa one. I would be. I exactly. I honestly I be mad about it because it's it's a very like underdog story yeah. where she's been like right, you know, chasing well, that her was like, um, and she's killing it. That was like Phil Heath and Kai Green, right? Yeah, where yeah. they were like one and two for mm -hmm. like eight years. There's going to be a day where she she kicks Fran off number <laughs> one. And honestly, they're both deserving. I'm going to so. be very, uh, very happy because I she's been working for so many years and been working so hard and mm -hmm. to come like number two all the time and still keep pushing and showing I up. I know she has that fight in her she, though. <laughs> that fight, like it's going to be incredible when that day they, does happen. They all, and all 11 competitors look amazing that yes. I really feel like maybe someone we didn't even name yeah, could it, be top exactly. three. You because never know. Some of the girls that are competing, I did this based off of like I pulled up all their Instagrams and I saw what their physiques were looking yeah. like. But some of them don't this show is Coach or Judge Julia. Judge, Judge Julia. <laughs> but some of them don't show their physique. Some of them um, aren't really active on social media as much. Yeah. So I don't really know. This is just based off like the girls that actually show what their physique is. So we could be completely wrong. This is just what we're thinking. But yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? Not really. I feel like we've been talking for a we've minute. We've been talking forever. <laughs> let's take, let's take a little break, but meaning like, let's say goodbye. Yeah. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We love you all so much and you're more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye.